My name's Norm. Norman Bates. Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of the Destiny Fulfilled Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Canicus. Co-hosting the show, as always, also is Anthony Wilson. Anthony, what is going on? Nothing much, Canicus. What's going on with you tonight? Uh, nothing much either. You know, I'm just, um, just watching. I, I know we're both watching uh, the Dodgers lose again. The Boston Red Sox beat them tonight. Um, they are up 3-1 now in the World Series, and it's looking like we're going to see another championship in Boston. Yeah, man, the Dodgers are in control. They're up 4 to nothing in the, um, I think it was in the bottom of the seventh. Um, and that's when the, you know, the Red Sox cut it to 4-3. Eric Moreland hit a 3-1 homer. Then, um, they come back and... I don't even know now. Anyway, the final score was nine to six. <laughs> uh, you know, it just fell apart. Um, and you know, the Red Sox. I predicted before the series started, the Red Sox would win in five. They won 108 games in the regular season. Uh, they beat a, a really good Yankees team in four in the, in the uh, ALDS. They beat a, a great Astros team in five in the ALCS. Uh, the Red Sox have been. You know they have they've been, they've been at the same point at the same level all season. I think they're the best team in the last twenty years since the '98 Yankees. So I think it's happening pretty much you know the way I expected the way that you know it should. The better team is winning. You know it's interesting because the you know the Dodgers have not really shown themselves as a World Series contender basically all season. They've had you know spurts of playing really well, but they've never been consistently playing at that level where you'd think that they could even be a World Series contender. Um, I was pretty surprised to see, I mean, happily surprised to see them climb to the World Series, but they definitely didn't seem like they were on the road to that, where the Red Sox, it was just kind of, you know, can they get past the Yankees just because the Yankees, you know, had a lot of bats. Um, but, you know, the, the, the Red Sox have been consistently, you know, on top of their game all season, and you know, with a with a win differential like that in the regular season, it definitely says a lot. You know, baseball is a lot different than football. You know, football is, you know, a lot of parity. Anyone can win the Super Bowl basically any year, except you know a small handful of teams. But for the most part, there's a lot of chances and opportunities for any team in football to um, you know really do well in the season. Basketball is kind of in the middle of both. If you have a really good star, you're definitely going to have a say in where you want to be in the season. Uh, and, you know, a lot of it determines how well you do. And, you know, when, when a team is good and they have the right stars, you know, it generally translates to their, their record. And, you know, baseball is tricky. You know, baseball is really tricky. You know, your, your pitching has a lot to do with it. You know, the rhythm of your hitters has a lot to do with it. So on, on any given day, considering how many games they play too, you know, if a team's able to win 16 more games than you, even though it's, you know, a different conference and everything like that, it says a lot about how consistent that team is, especially when you're past 100. So, yeah, the Dodgers have a lot to do if they want to win this game. But I just think Clayton Kershaw is just the most overrated thing the Dodgers have. Everyone is such an apologist about him. Everyone wants to blame everything but Clayton Kershaw. But to be honest with you, both series against the Cardinals – the series last year against the Rangers, and this year in the World Series again, it's four straight years where Clayton Kershaw has not done anything close to what people think he wants to do. And one of the biggest things I heard, uh, you know, the first games that the Dodgers played in Boston was, oh my gosh, they just weren't prepared for the field. 
They weren't prepared for the dynamics of the field. It's a baseball field. It's shaped different, but it shouldn't, you know, detriment you from winning a game just because the sh the shape of the field is different. I'm tired of hearing Dodger fans say that the Dodgers were uncomfortable with the size of the of the stadium and the wall threw them off and they had to adjust to the different settings of the field. That's a bunch of BS. Play your game, pitching got to show up, hit some balls. That's what I think. That was a really strong take. That was crazy. That, 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 that's the craziest thing I ever heard is they had to adjust to, <laughs> to playing in the same way. I mean, that was, yeah, that was one of the biggest concerns coming in was that only one player from the Dodgers played in Fenway. And they, they were uh, concerned before the game. I listened to a lot of preseason. And it was like, oh, no, you know, not a lot of players have played in Fenway. Only one Dodger actively has played at Fenway on the team. How are they going to adjust to the defensive schemes in the outfield? And I just thought that was such a sensitive, apologistic take on the Dodgers. And then they lose, and all everyone talked about was how the field threw them off. That's crazy to me. Absolutely crazy that the field is the excuse for why your, your Clayton, Ker Clayton Kershaw can't show up and you guys can't hit. That, 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 that's just my take on it. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're down 3-1. They won that marathon game out in the 18 inning game on uh, on Friday night. But I mean, if it hadn't been for who was it, who's the third baseman? Was it Nunez? I forget who, who fell into the stands. Yeah, which, I can't remember who the game. Go to second, and then you had um, the um, the error by by uh, in uh, by uh, Kinsler, which was really should have just been a routine out, you know to. I mean, if, it, if it's not for that, it's a 4-0 sweep. The series is over right now. So you can't blame the ballpark, you know, the, the unfamiliarity of the ballpark on it. So, I mean, you know, it's, like I said, I, just, it's, I think it's just happening the way, that, the way it's supposed to. Um, like I said, the Red Sox have been great all year. And they're winning away from uh, their fourth World Series championship since 2004. How was uh, the USC game today? I, I know you were uh, going to go to that today. How, did, how, did, how was the vibe? How was the energy there? Um, obviously, you know, we know the record, and you're probably going to talk about how that went down, but uh, how was the game today? Yeah, well, I, I like to go to uh, at least one game a year. Um, I was on um, I was on StubHub, you know, last night, pretty much like all week, you know. I'm uh, waiting for the prices to go down, waiting for the price to go down. You know, uh, the USC started their third-string quarterback, Jack Sears. They already have three losses. You know, it's like the season. This is not a, uh, a season where USC is a contender for a national championship by any means. And so and I was hoping, you know, I really wanted to get, you know, the ticket for like $10 or less. Um, I ended up getting a ticket this morning. On the game time app, it was fourteen dollars plus five dollars, you know, for the whatever the fee is or whatever. So I spent nineteen dollars that I don't have to, to go and spend six dollars on an Uber to go to, to go to the game. Um, Ten dollars to come back in the Uber. All this is money that I don't have. All this is credit that I'm using, and I because I don't have money. And then I, and then I go to um, I go to the game. Uh, you know, and it's the third string quarter. Not that I didn't know that, <laughs> but, but still, it, it's like I immediately, like when, when I bought the ticket, I immediately regretted it. Like, like why did I do it? Like, I don't have this money. And then I, you know, I, I spent eight dollars on a pretzel and a cheese cup. 
And, you know, not only the third-string quarterback, but, you know, um, Cam Smith didn't play. Marvell Patel didn't play. Porter Gustin, obviously, he's out for the season. That's all three. That's three of the four captains and their three best defensive players. And, you know, it was a good game. But, you know, I got bamboozled because I look on the, on the app, you know, um, on the app, you know, it, it, you know how they show you the snapshot of, like, where you'll be sitting, what you're, the part of the, you know, seat, you know, uh, 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 saying you'll, you'll be in your vantage point and stuff like that. Um, it was like it was misleading. Like, it was like, I'm thinking I had good seats. I was in the freaking 90th row. Like, I, I, I guess, I mean, I, I knew, I guess, I, I mean, I didn't really pay attention, even pay attention to what row it was in because, you know, I mean, but even if I had, it would have been like, you know, I would have just, you know, I was going by the snapshot. But I was in the 90th row. I was just like three rows from the top. But it's the only 90th oh, row. Gosh. And I was, I was all the way up at the top, and, you know, it was a pretty good game. They lost. Just, but all in all, like, listen, that's like 19 plus 16. That's, that's like $43 I spent for, like, <laughs> that I don't have. <laughs> so, I don't know, you know. But, you know, Jack Sears played well. You know, you know they had a chance, man. They, you know, there was a, um, a play where um, it might have been a fluke of the crowd, I don't remember but they had a guy, you know, they completed the pl- the pass from the other side. There was a guy wide open for a touchdown. Jack Sears didn't see him. And then, of course, Tyler Vaughn's having the, you know, with the break up in the end zone. And, uh, you know, that was, you know, that was two, two t- uh, chances right there to have seven points that uh, the USC didn't come away with. And then, you know, uh, ended up losing the game. Um, and, you know, whatever, I mean, what else, what else can you say? Yeah, you know, um, it's interesting because you go to you go to these events, you know, just just in terms of a money standpoint, you know, as consumers, we want to be entertained, and a lot of times, if you want to be entertained, whether it's what you see, but also what you take, you know, whether it's merchandise or just eating because you get hungry, you know, it's crazy how much money goes around in LA, especially in this town. Um, how how high is that view three rows up? And I have a point to this, but how how bad is that view three rows from the top at the Coliseum? You know, in some place like if you go like if you go, if you go to Staples Center, or if you, if you go to um, the Galen Center where USC plays their basketball games, you can sit at the top and still feel pretty comfortable with what you can see. Like at Staples Center, I've sat like uh, the game I went to was I was pretty I was pretty high up there. You know, they weren't, I wasn't at the very, very top, but I was in that upper level, and I could see everything just fine. Um, at the Galen Center, it's the same thing. You know, it's, I mean, that's obviously not just a college, you know, gym, a college arena. But at the Coliseum, the 93rd row, that's not really a comfortable view. Like, you can see, but, you know, you can't really, like, you can't really see the numbers, you know, uh, of the guys to see who's not, I mean, not, not, not easily really. And, um, yeah, so it wasn't, you know, if I could go back, I was, you know, I wouldn't have, you know, I should have, I don't know. I should have waited even longer for the ticket price to, to drop, I guess, you know? Well, and, and, and the point I'm trying to make with that is like today, for example, I went to uh, LA comic-con um, it's not the same as the San Diego Comic Con. That one is kind of like the creme de la creme of uh, Comic Con, you know, comic, conven- comic book conventions. I'm sorry. Um, the LA Comic Con is 
actually very misleadingly accessible and easy to go to. Um, you know, if, if you enjoy uh, not only comic books, but you enjoy like movies, pop culture, television, um, animated and live action, all that kind of stuff, um, you know, Comic Cons are great for you. It's not only a comic book thing. Um, but yeah, like San Diego Comic Con, you got to enter a lottery. And if you like win the lottery, you get to buy a ticket. You don't get a ticket. You get a chance to buy a ticket. For LA Comic Con, you can literally just go there the day of and buy a day pass for like 30 bucks. Um, so that's that's the first thing. But um, going to a comic convention, just I, I just want to say this because it's kind of what you talked about with your experience at USC, going to the game. If you go to a Comic Con and you don't spend money, you don't really get much out of it. And the reason why I say that is you can get by, you know, in a 10-hour period at a Comic-Con if you want to stay there that long. You can spend no money and have a good time if you maybe run into a celebrity that isn't going to charge you for anything. And you're like, hey, let me take a picture with you. Like, for example, today I met Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau is the star director of one of the worst movies of all time. It's called The Room. It was actually, uh, it became a cult classic because of how terrible it is. You can actually watch a screening of it, I believe, every month at a small theater in Hollywood, Anthony. Um, and, you know, James Franco made a movie based on that guy that made that terrible movie. And like today, he did a panel. And basically at Comic-Cons, you can go to these panels and they're basically um, open discussions about any particular subject from movies to dressing up to women in power to writing your comic book. There's a bunch of different topics and they have panelists that discuss the subject. So they were going to do a panel for this guy's movie, which has been out for a long time. And they moved the time over down to an hour later. So they told everyone but him. So we're all sitting at the room and it's basically empty because I guess everyone else knew except a couple of people. There was like maybe 15 of us in a room of 70 seats. And in walks in Tommy Wiseau. We're all like, oh, wow, it's Tommy Wiseau. And He's just like, hey guys, so um, this panel's in an hour from now and no one told me, so uh, anyone have any questions? So we're just like, uh, not really. And he's like, all right, well, you guys can take pictures with me if you want. I'm going to leave. I don't want to stay here. So he just did free like pictures for all of us and he took pictures with everyone. So that was pretty cool. Normally, you'd have to like pay to like take a picture with a celebrity. It's pretty crazy. But anyways, so you know, today I went to, this is my third year going to this Comic-Con and if you want to meet people that are like celebrities, you have to like pay to meet them. So you pay for an autograph, you pay for a signed photo, you pay for an autograph of one of your items, you pay for anything to interact with that person. So um, I met Ryan Hurst, who's the star of Sons of Anarchy, um, one of the stars, and I met him and I had to pay a little bit of money to like take a picture with him, blah, blah, blah. So the point I'm trying to make is like, it's great to be able to go to these events and everything, like, I, um, but to get the most out of what you want, you're going to kind of have to spend money. Like, I went to a really good Superman panel. It's the 80th uh, birthday of Superman this year, and there was a uh, panel discussion about his history, the goods and the bads of Superman. And then there was a Batman one as well. Batman has turned 80 as well, or is going to turn 80 as well. And that one was okay. But those are all, like, part of the ticket. So, like, that's stuff you can go to for free. Um, but in terms of like meeting people or getting cool goodies, you're going to have to spend money. So it's, it's just interesting to me. Like you, you can go to an event, but if you really don't spend money, it kind of hinders from, uh, what you enjoy. 
So, um, but yeah, but anyways, so that was my, that was my thing at Comic-Con today. Um, it was another good year there. Um, but Halloween is coming up this week and, uh, Anthony wanted to kind of talk about, um, you know, Halloween and like the, the terrors of the holiday, I guess you could say. Um, but Anthony, I know you wanted to kind of talk about some movies, right? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to say, you know, that was a nice little point that you made there about, you know, spending money. Um, I, um, you know, it's just really like, it's, it's just no fun being broke, man. You know, <laughs> like it's no fun doing anything when you're, when you're broke. Like I met the game, <laughs> I met the game the whole time. And I'm thinking like, God damn it. Like, why did I do this? You know, like why I spend this $40, old, you know, to, to, to come here and, and watch this when I don't have the money. And then, you know, I almost didn't even buy the pretzels, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about some, uh, you know, the top, the top five, um, you know, my top five horror movies. Uh, Kanekis is going to give his also. Um, you know, it's Halloween. I think I'm going to try to put, like, a little, like, like Halloween um, backdrop, uh, you know, while we, while we talk about this, like, listen to the music. Um, and... Um, you know, um, I, I wanted to get a, um, a Michael Myers mask this year, but once again, no money. Hey, you can make that. You can make a Michael Myers mask. See, you gotta, you gotta. Are you familiar with cosplay? Yeah. Yeah. So you you can cosplay that. You can make a mask. It's a little trickier because it has that like skin feeling to it. But you can make a mask. I'm sure people have. Yeah, but I don't want to make the mask, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all part. I mean, that that's that's like the, the the fun about dressing up. And I know we're going to talk about costumes and stuff too, but and later on. Um, but yeah, that's that's part of the fun of it, man. I just want to buy the mask and be able yeah. to wear the mask, and I don't want to have to go like, oh my god, like why would I, you know, have to think now? Why would I spend thirty dollars on a mask when I don't have the money? I'm in a downward spiral financially. I'm drowning financially. I don't want to have to do that, you know. I want to say, is there anybody who listens to this podcast? I know none of the people I know, uh, my followers, are going to help me. But Canicus, you know, uh, if, if any of your followers, you know, I'm, I'm talking to your followers now, and, and, you know, Canicus followers, if any of you um, are listening to this and, uh, you know, you have, a, you know, I know of any job, job openings that you can uh, be <laughs> for me for, then please let me know because I really am struggling. Uh, I'm a starving. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, dude, I'm, I'm uh, nearly destitute. Uh, I'm poverty stricken, and um, you know, please help me out, please, because I, like I said, I'm, I'm nearly my head is, I'm, the water is like up to like my chin, you know. I'm, 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 I'm drowning. Please help me. Okay. So yeah, and uh, <laughs> and that. Uh... That advertisement from Anthony Wilson for solicitations was brought to you by Pick and Save. Well, the other thing I want to say is I almost went to that darn BeautyCon. Have you ever been to BeautyCon, Canicus? No, I haven't been to BeautyCon. Yeah, I almost went just to see Karuchi at the, uh, oh. at the uh, table. Um, but once again, man, money, man. Money, 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 money. These movies. You want me to start? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, um, 
Yeah, so, um, top five movies, um, top five horror movies. Yes. I'll start mine. Um, at number five, I have the film, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Wow. I'm not going to pretend that I have, like, you know, I'm not a big horror movie guy, so I don't sound like I remember, like, every detail of these movies and stuff like that. I, all I really remember is, you know, Sarah Mc Michelle Geller and, like, a fisherman with a hook. Like, that's kind of, that's pretty much all I remember. So, but, you know, Sarah Mc Michelle Geller, she used to be pretty hot. It, was, it wasn't really about her being hot, but it's just, you know, that was, you know, that, that, was, a, that was a, you know, great time for, um, for those, you know, kind of slasher and uh, horror movies, you know, kind of teen horror movies. And uh, I think that one might have come before Scream, which, uh, you know, we're going to talk about later. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not much sure which one came first. But, yeah, uh, my number five is I Know What You Did Last Summer. That is a classic. Um, you know, it was a movie of its time. And, um, you know, shout out to, 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 uh, to Sarah Michelle Geller. Okay, so that's a, that's a good pick. Uh, my fifth, fifth movie, my, my pick at number five is one of the more recent movies that's come out. Um, and it, it was so impactful for me that I put it in my top five. It's A Quiet Place. Um, the movie uh, came out last year. And the premise, uh, well, the movie was written and directed by John Krasinski, who you know from The Office. Um, and it also stars his wife, Emily Blunt. And basically the premise of the movie is uh, something happens in the planet and everyone has to shut up. <laughs> so basically if you make a sound or you uh, rustle something or you basically make anything auditory, these um, creatures will literally hear you from miles away, run right to the source of that sound and kill you. So the movie kind of, um, the reason why I like it so much is it plays off of that tension that you already feel in horror movies, right? When you watch a horror movie, you're quiet, you're covering your mouth, you're closing your eyes, you don't want to make a sound because you're scared. The whole movie is quiet. So you get nervous already just sitting in the movie theater because you kind of hide behind ambient sound to just try to be comfortable in a movie that you know is going to be scary. But when the entire movie is quiet, the whole time, you're freaking out even more because you can't hide behind that background sound. So I just think it was such a unique take on how to make the audience fearful without cheap scares and cheap sounds. Uh, and I think that was a great example of a creative way to make a, a horror movie. So A Quiet Place is my number five, Anthony. Okay, never heard of that movie. Great, great movie, Anthony. You got to watch it. Okay, so number four, I'm gonna. I just have my, um, I just have my like. I have my my movies written down here, and I'm trying to decide as we go, like which place I should rank them. So at number four, I'm gonna go with The Sixth Sense. Um, obviously, that was a big time Oscar-nominated movie. Uh, one of the great plot twist movies of all time. Um, you know, you had a young Haley Joel Osment and one of the best child acting performances uh, that we've ever seen. Um, we had Bruce Willis, um, you know, being Bruce Willis. Uh, you know, um, that, that was some really 
there was some really creepy stuff in that movie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, and Haley Joel Osment was, was a freaking creepy kid. And that was just a really like a you know, uh, really just a really d- kind of disturbing and unnerving uh, movie. And of course, with the with the uh, with the plot twist ending, can't I kind of should I um should I say should I give a spoiler alert and give away the ending? I mean, it's a little old. <laughs> I think you'd be okay. <laughs> It's like twenty years old. Yeah, uh, but, like my movie, my movie, the one I just mentioned. I might, I shouldn't give a, you know, spoiler. But that movie, yeah, you should, you should do that. Yeah, it's like twenty years later. So yeah, of course, at the end, Bruce Willis is not the. Um, Bruce Willis is dead. Like he dead, he died at the start of the movie. Shot, and um, you know, um, Haley Joel, you know, Osment was talking to a ghost the whole time. That's what he did. He talked to, he talked to dead people. You see, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, so that's my, um, that's my number four movie is, uh, The Sixth Sense. My number four movie is another, a uh, newer film. It came out in 2014, and actually it is, uh, it is number eight, Anthony, on the top 100 horror movies of all time on Rotten Tomatoes, and it is from 2014. It is The Babadook. The Babadook is a movie based on um, sort of like after the death of a family member and the mother has troubles uh, kind of raising the son who is sort of dealing with the loss of his father Um, and basically, you know, he's bothered by dreams and all these things of someone is going to kill them and there's basically a storybook that uh, appears at the house and the book talks about the Babadook and the Babadook is this creature that he believes is going to kill them and it is such a terrifying film Anthony it freaks me out I've only watched I think I've watched it twice um, but I, I liked it because it wasn't cheap in terms of the scares I hate horror movies in general just because they play on the loud sound effect you know what I mean it's the dun and you just jump because it's just this loud sound out of place and I hate that and this movie really felt real and it felt like a real thing uh, so my number four is uh, is The Babadook The Babadook that's another uh, horror movie I've never uh, heard of before um, number three for me I'm gonna go with Number three, I'm gonna go with uh, with Urban Legend. Mm. Uh, you ever seen that movie, Kane? No, but I've, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, that was. Um, I always thought that that, that had uh, Loretta Devine in it. <laughs> she played. They didn't, I don't think it. Ah, oh, it had that one girl. What was that girl? What was, what was that girl? She was like a TV a TV actress. I, I don't even know her. Is it Felicity Chapman? I don't know. I don't know if that's. Uh, um, but, but uh, who's Felicity Chat? I don't know. I get these white, you know, actresses. No, no disrespect, of course. But I, I sometimes get them mixed up. Um, but yeah, that was a, an interesting one. Um, as far as I recall, I think that had, uh, I think it had some sex scenes in it. So you know, that was good. Um, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just always remembered that movie ever since I was, you know, younger. You know, you know, 
anytime a movie like something like that, I remember you know every you know every detail about it. But you know, I still I, it, it sticks out in my mind. So um, at number three, yeah, I have um, I have Urban Legend. So my number three, I watched when I was really young, and I loved that movie for what it was worth. It was just such a simple movie. It's a very old movie. It's from 1960. You might know what it is based on the year I'm telling you already. Um, but I just I loved black and white movies when I was a kid, just because there was so much simplicity to it. Right? There was a certain limitation to technology at that time. And there wasn't a lot of filler and, you know, extra fluff to make things look pretty. It was just, here's the story, these are the people, watch what happens. So as a kid, I was kind of drawn to those kinds of movies. And this movie I watched when I was really young, and it's by Alfred Hitchcock, and it is Psycho. Psycho is, without a doubt, one of the, you know, considered one of the best horror movies of all time. Um, It's a really, really amazing suspense thriller of a woman who decides to run away from her job to cash a big amount of money and you know she has guilt throughout and she decides to check in at this hotel where she meets Norman Bates and everything else is history from the scene with the shower which is infamous you know the stabbing scene in the shower with the blood running into the drain Um, really funny quick story when I was in college uh, at the CSUN Cal State Northridge Library I was um in the music the music and movie section of our library and i watched psycho i saw that we had it but i didn't know it was descriptive audio and if you don't know what descriptive audio is when you're watching a movie it tells you what's happening while you can hear the dialogue of the movie so i was watching this movie on like a friday morning half asleep and i got scared of the scene when you know norman comes off off the stairwell and the, the, the narrator says that Norman walks out of the stairway, and I still got scared because I just it freaked me out. So uh, Psycho is a classic horror movie. I love it, and the TV show that it's adapted from that it that uh, the TV show that adapted Psycho, Bates Motel, um, was a great show too. It ended uh, last year. It's a fantastic TV show. Yeah, that's a classic. Maybe the greatest horror movie of all time. Um, okay, so at number two, at number two, I'm going to go with the movie Scream. Uh, that movie came out in 1997, I believe. And, uh, you know, I mean, that was, that was the movie that kind of, you know, you know, brought back the, um, you know, the glory days of, um, of, of horror movies. I mean, that's Wes Craven directed, um, uh, you know, um, he's, he was the man, you know, he's the man. Um, and, um, I believe Wes Craven, I think Wes Craven has, has passed, hasn't he? Um, mm. but, you know, um, well, what, or what's, anyway, two of those guys, both of those guys are legends. But, um, you know, of course, I think the, I think the first one, like, I like, once again, all these movies kind of, you know, just kind of like, it's been like four screen movies and they all kind of, run you know together but you know um i mean just everything that came from movie. i think the first one was the one with with carmen electra at the beginning was that the <laughs> i think so that the first one with carmen electra when she was back in her prime and she you know had to breast out you know getting uh slaughtered 
and you know, uh, of course you had, uh, God, what's the, what's all my goodness, what's wrong with me, man? What's the white girl's name? The one who was the, who was the lead the lead actress? This is embarrassing. But yeah, I mean, she's like stumbling she's like, through this, huh? I said you're stumbling right through this one. <laughs> yeah, stumbling through all of them. And well, I, I can't I can't believe I can't think of these these people's names. But she's like the the you know the queen of the screen uh, screen franchise, and she's always great. And you know, um, of course, and then of course she had you know. From that, you had the, uh, the 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 parody, which you know, scary movie, which is one of my favorite, you know, <laughs> parody Will Wayans Brothers movies. Um, you know, of course, of course, the famous, you know, uh, the the killer, uh, what I think they call Ghost Ghostface. Uh, you know, one of the most famous, especially at that time. You know, that mask, and everybody had that mask. Or my little cousin used to dress up like him all the, you know, for Halloween and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a classic. So number two, I have Scream. So my number two movie is a combination. It's a combination of the original and the remake because I believe the remake was just as good, if not better, than the original movie, and that is the movie It. I love It. It is, no pun intended, I'm going to say it a lot, uh, but it is one of my favorite just movies in general, despite it being a horror movie. I love the whole premise. Basically, it's uh, the story of these children that live in uh, Derry, Maine, and basically every 27 years, um, a bunch of children disappear, and it is based on this character that appears as a clown. The clown's name is Pennywise, and he basically knows what every person is uh, most afraid of, and he uses that fear um, against these children, and he basically kills these kids. It is a great movie. It is such an interesting character. Um, as you guys probably know if you follow me on Instagram, I'm a big comic book fan. I love um, folklore stories and urban legends and stuff like that. And aside from him being a clown um, in the movie, if you guys read uh, the book or you're just interested in the origins of Pennywise the clown, it is such a fascinating idea. Basically, there's this uh, macroverse and it's multiple universes, and he basically like is he comes from like the fifth dimension. It's insane, and he. <laughs> There's like mythology about turtles and spiders and he's just like this enigmatic being that isn't really anything, but he's everything at the same time. It's really, really interesting in terms of a story, um, in terms of an origin. It's really interesting. But yeah, the, just the guy's amazing. And he sounds like this and he talks to the little kids down in the sewer drain. But it's, a, it's just a great movie. I, I love it. it. It is very entertaining. That's yeah. Amazing. Oh, I made a lot of noise. Uh, what was it last year, I think? Um, okay, so my number one, my number one horror movie is The Shining, um, starring, of course, none other than the great Jack Nicholson in his absolute prime. Um, the movie came out in 1980. I remember, you know, I used to. Uh, it's one of the things from when I was a kid. I watched it with my. Uh, the first time I watched it, I watched it with my family, like in the living room. Oh, they were big fans. Um, 
And you know, um, just you know, once 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 Jack lost it, you know, uh, <laughs> once he lost it, he lost it real, really, real, real good, you know. And um, you know, just you know, Jack Nicholson playing a sadistic, sadistic guy in this haunted, you know, hotel, and you know, you have the little kid on the bike. Just so many iconic scenes, and you know, um, you know. Uh, just you know, such a such such a such a great movie, and of course you have. I don't know if you've ever seen Kane the. Um, have you ever seen like a little parody video, of like the trailer for The Shining where they take it and they make it like a happy, like go lucky film where like the guy goes on vacation with his, his with his wife and his kid. Have you ever seen that? No, I got I got to see that. Yeah, you never. If you never seen that, you got to look that up on, uh, you know, on YouTube and look at that because that's really funny. You know, taking this really, you know, this, you know, a classic horror movie and turn it you know, into a, you know, like this, like I said, like a happy, you know, uh, travel movie, um, vacation movie. So, yeah, you got to check that out. And, of course, yeah, so my number one is The Shining. You know, I want to I want to preface this to you guys that are listening to this um, by telling you that we did not know previous to starting the show what we had picked. Um, sometimes when we do our five questions, we kind of just say what questions we we're going to kind of ask. So we don't ask the same ones. So we had no idea, right, Anthony? Um, that, That's right. Uh, yeah, we, we had no idea of the choices we made before this. My number one is The Shining. That's my <laughs> that's my number one movie as well. Um, there, are, Yeah, like there are, there, there are so many iconic moments in that movie. The elevator scene, of course, you know, the, the, the two girls, the breaking down of the door. Um you know what I, I think made it so scary for me was the fear of being isolated like that. You know, um, if you guys have never watched the movie, uh, basically he's running a hotel um, that is closed for the winter and he's staying there with his family. And part of the fear of that, for me at least, was thinking of how scary it must be to be in, a, in such a big place by yourself and also have this burden on your shoulder that he faces in the movie about his job and everything like that so that isolation is what freaked me out the most and the way he turned into this insane man was a great great job of acting and it was absolutely terrifying and i i, I love movies like that that don't rely on like i said cheap scares it was just the the idea of what he went through was um, pretty terrifying. So that that's amazing. I think that we had the same number one, and the other four were all completely different. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, if you, when you talk about the greatest horror movies, it's going to come down really. I mean, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Psycho, and The Shining. I mean, I don't know who else would have any other movie other than that. You know, number one. If we're just talking like objectively, I mean, even though it's always going to be subjective because it's just you know your personal list, but. You know, we did our favorites, but you know everybody knows that The Shining is one of the greatest, uh, you know, uh, horror movies of all time. Are you dressing up for Halloween this year? Do you dress up for Halloween? Do you have a favorite costume? Oh yeah, well when, when I was a kid, I um, my favorite costume I, I dressed up as Kurt Angle. Uh, that was like my favorite wrestler as a, as a kid. See, people don't understand. That that you know because they see what I, the stuff this type of stuff I say on the internet or social media and they think that you know I'm a bad guy I'm not a bad guy 
you know, Kurt Angle, his three eyes, if I remember were integrity, intelligence, and I don't even remember the other one. But integrity is big with me, you know? And so, you know, I, I've always been an upstanding guy. So if I, if I talk about people, it's because I feel like, they, like they're doing wrong and they know that they're doing wrong, you know? Like they know better, which is the worst. That's the worst type of, you know, wrong you can be. And so I'm not a bad guy, man. Like I said, I have integrity. And I used to look up to uh, Kurt Angle because of what he stood for. And I think, I think it was intensity, integrity, and intelligence. And, you know, um, so, yeah, I, I was, I was, I was Kurt Angle. I tried to get the, the T-shirt from, like, offline or someplace like that. I, was, I think I was in seventh grade, eighth grade. And, we, you know, we would have, I, went to, I was going to a Catholic uh, middle school transfiguration. And we would have the, um, you know, you know, you have the Halloween, you know, stuff every year. And I didn't have, uh, I couldn't find the t-shirt. I think I ended up, I had like a little medal or something, but I couldn't find the t-shirt. So me, so my dad took me to swap meet and they like, <laughs> they like spray painted the words, you know, it's true, it's true or whatever, wanted the t-shirt. And I was that far out of the way. So that still, you know, that still stands out to me. Um, when I was a kid, I, I watched a lot of Power Rangers. Um, so I can't say I had a really great costume just because every year I was some iteration of a Power Ranger. So, I mean, it's there's nothing really to that. Um, I had a ninja costume once. I don't mean to typecast myself for being Asian, but I had this ninja costume and, and it had like this... Um, this tunic part and it was basically like these extended like shoulder pads with like a chest piece and i used to wear that all the time like not even during halloween just when i was like pretending to be tommy from the mighty Morphin power rangers i would just wear that piece of that costume all the time and run around and like flip over the couches and stuff um my my i, I guess not my favorite costume but my best costume is um a costume i got two years ago i think Two or three years ago now, it's um, if you guys are in, know Star Wars, uh, the most recent villain from Star Wars is Kylo Ren. He's played by Adam Driver, and I have a full head-to-toe Anthony um, replica of the suit and everything. And I have the helmet and I have the lightsaber and stuff. And my the reason why it's my favorite is because I actually like worked on it. Um, I bought the costume like stock, but um, the helmet I got from Disney, and Disney had kind of like some parts I didn't like and the visor this is kind of my OCD with some of these things but the visor was glossy you can kind of see like the, the reflection of the light back and I in the movie when you look at his visor it's like matte like you can't even see like you, you like peer into darkness so I wanted that effect with my helmet so I went to the craft shop and I was like looking at materials and everything and I found a material that's like a black um, kind of mesh fabric that I can see from the inside, but they can't see me from the outside. It's really, really cool. So I basically took apart the visor and I like, I took out all the wiring. I cut all the wiring out to make space for my hair and stuff like that. And I, I, re I replaced the visor with my own visor. And I have like a, I have a speaker system that's part of the helmet now. So the voice change, there's a voice changer on the helmet and the voice changer sucked. So I cored all that stuff out and I, I got my own speaker system and my own like microphone system and I installed it in the helmet. So like, I, I, you know, when I'm during Halloween, I'll walk around with the costume on and when kids come by, they'll like notice, hey, Kylo Ren or whatever. 
And when the kids talk to me, I talk to them and it freaks them out because they're not expecting that to happen. But if someone just kind of looks at me, I don't, I don't ever talk. I only talk when a kid talks to me. And it's, it's a really fun thing to wear. So I've had it for three years and I wear it all the time just because it's a really cool costume and I really am proud of the helmet and stuff. So yeah, that's my favorite costume by far. So I probably will wear it again this week. You said you wear it all the time. What does that mean? Like you just wear it just like out? No, stuff? no. I mean, I, I don't wear it like to the grocery store, but I, I mean, wear it all the time as in every time it's Halloween, this is going to be my third year, I think, third year with it. And uh, last year I went to two Halloween things and the year before I went to two Halloween things. And then this year I'm probably not going to do much, but I always wore that. That's what I'm trying to say. It was just something I was really proud of. And it was just a fun thing because they weren't expecting the sound of the voice to be so good. And I also voice act the his voice. So it's not just me talking like, hey guys, I'm Kylo Ren. You know, it's I, I, I've practiced his voice. So I try to imitate his voice. So when they hear him talk, it's like a really cool like surprise. So yeah, very, very proud of that costume. Really, really cool. I didn't know you were such a, a tech geek to install and uninstall stuff and all that type of stuff. Well, it, it, it was it was more of like necessity. I just hated how crappy the voice box thing sounded so i was trying to figure out like what's another way that i can replicate this guy because i can't have this costume and not talk so i basically bought a um headset with a external speaker kind of like those tour guide guys in the buses <laughs> that like give the tours in hollywood kind of like that and so i basically tuck the speaker under the chest piece of the costume and then i wear the headset around my head and i I like put padding in the helmet and I when I so I wear the I wear the uh, microphone to my face it's taped to my cheek and then I put the helmet over so it, it's kind of like a pairing I guess you could say what happened to the Joker thing you know it, it, it's been uh, it's always been on my mind um, if, if you guys don't know what he's talking about I've wanted to be the Joker for a very long time I've, I've wanted to um, portray him as a as a costume and kind of like in character and everything and I, I've pondered it for about two years now but for me it has to be perfect so I, I went to comic-con this year and my god there are so many jokers like so many that are just awful I mean like you know you, they didn't even try to look like any of them like the hair's wrong the makeup is just awful I mean I, I know it's fun I know everyone's just trying to like hey I'm gonna be the joker today I don't really care I'm gonna just do it the way I want to but for me, I'm such a perfectionist. I, I, I need, if I'm going to be someone, if I'm going to do something like that, it has to be as perfectly as I can get it. So I got to a better place this year, but it is still not ready. So maybe next year I'll do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can we should, we should go out for Halloween, man. I don't know. I'll just be like, I'll just tag along. I just want to go out and look at some, you know, I didn't know the holes are going to be out half naked and stuff i just you know let's just go hang out man <laughs> okay man <laughs> trick or treat right <laughs> that's a big part of the reason i went to the usc game game it's like it's always nice just to see some holes you know oh my god on that note <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about <laughs> no i think we pretty much covered everything that's, that's great man where, <laughs> where can we find you on social media uh, yeah, of course, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat at Antoinemus. That's A-N-T-W-O-N-O-M-O-U-S. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram at uh, Definitely Fulfilled Podcast. You can find us on uh, Twitter at Des underscore Fool underscore Pod. 
And yeah, man, uh, you know, uh, please rate the podcast on iTunes. Um, we're up to 12 ratings now. We've got some good ratings. Uh, you know, like I told Kanikis, if we if we get enough ratings, like, I won't even care if people don't listen because, you know, at least they'll, I'll be able to go and look on, you know, iTunes and see my podcast has 100 ratings and stuff like that. It'll look, you know, legitimate. That's, you know, that's at least that's something. Yeah, man, for sure. And, you know, anyone that gives, you know, gives us the time of day to listen to our show and, you know, give us feedback and reactions, positive or negative. We just want to get, you know, a good conversation going and we want you guys to kind of uh, get a response from it, whether it is good or bad. That You know, that's what a conversation's about. And we're trying to promote good talks and, you know, have good intelligent conversations for you guys to listen to and have ideas from as well. Um, you guys can catch me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm still getting used to Twitter, but you can find me on both places at CanicusMD, K-A-N-I-C-U-S-M-D. And as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, we will put this up soon. Enjoy your Halloween, everybody. And we will hear from you guys again soon. Good night, everybody. I own a motel not too far from here, and you'd be welcome to uh, spend the night in one of the empty rooms if you'd like.